0: Podcast from Hope Church, Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So, um, my title, as I've already mentioned for uh, this morning, is "Are You Listening?" Now it's been said that on average, we think four or five times faster than we talk. This means that if I speak at 120 words a minute, you'll be thinking at about 500 words a minute. I guess that means I'll either have to talk faster, or you'll have to slow down while you're listening this morning. Um, God gave us uh, two ears, One mouth. Was this because he wants us to spend twice as much time listening than we do talking? Or is it because we would find listening twice as hard as talking? Listening to God's voice should be one of the most important parts of our life. Listening is the way to know him and his will and purpose for our lives, for your life. There was once a music teacher who asked a class, what's the difference between listening and hearing? At first there was no response. Finally, a hand went up at the back of the class and one of the young people offered this wise definition. Listening is wanting to hear. Do you want to hear God this morning? Do you want to listen? Do you want to listen to God this morning? Good, I'm glad. God is always speaking to his people. The key is that we must want to listen. Um, So this morning I want you to look at Three examples from the reading we had and then followed up by two questions. And my first example is refusing to listen. Refusing to listen. Eli's sons, Hoffney and Phineas, and apologies to Corey who had to read those out. Um, I've actually got it in phonetics in front of me so I can't get it wrong. Okay. Hoffney and Phineas were priests... Of the Lord at Shiloh. Shiloh was where the Lord's temple and the Ark of the Covenant were at this time. Because of their high positions within the priesthood, they would have been aware of how they should have conducted themselves and their duties in God's house. However, we're told they chose to ignore God's guidelines. They took the best parts of the sacrifices for themselves and were sleeping with the women who worked at the temple. They also chose not to listen to God's word of rebuke spoken to them through their father, Eli. Eli was the high priest, and he was one of Israel's judges. We read that in 1 Samuel 2, verses 23 to 25. So Eli said to them, Why do you do such things? I hear from all the people about these wicked deeds of yours. No, my sons, it is not a good report that I hear spreading among the Lord's people. If a man sins against another man, God can mediate for him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? His sons, however, did not listen to their father's rebuke. Their failure to to be obedient to God was to have fatal consequences for them. And we read that a little bit later on, verse 34. And what happens to your sons, Hophni and Phineas, will be a sign to you. They will both die on the same day. And we read later on, that is exactly what happened. They both met their end on the same day. We've all done wrong. We've all sinned and we all continue to sin. In that respect, we're no better than Hophni and Phinehas. So, my question to you this morning is will you refuse to listen like Eli's sons? Are you choosing to ignore what God is telling you today? Turn to the person next to you and say, I refused, I, re- I do not refuse to listen. I will not refuse to listen. Something like that. I will not refuse to listen. You know what I'm saying. I will not refuse to listen. It's a bit when you have a double negative, it gets a bit confusing. I won't refuse to listen. How's that? That sounds better, doesn't it? If only I'd have written that down. <laughs> I won't refuse to listen. Maybe you are listening. Well, maybe you're making it appear that you're listening. So, my second example is half hearted listening. As already mentioned, Eli was the high priest. He's presented to us as a man who was able to recognize God when he was speaking. He eventually recognized that it was the Lord speaking to Samuel. Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy, it says. Eli was even prepared to listen to God's voice and submit to it when it speaks of disaster for him and his family. He asked uh, Samuel, what was it he said to you? Do not hide it from me. May God deal with you, be it ever so severely. If you hide anything from me, he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, He is the Lord. Let him do good what is good in his eyes. However, there seems to be an implication that the disaster which would and did come upon him and his family, was due in part to his failure. He did obey God and discipline his sons. He rebuked them, but did nothing further when they did not listen. I guess he turned a blind eye, or in this case a deaf ear. God requires from us no other obedience except Wholehearted obedience. Eli was half hearted in his response to God's voice. He heard, but he didn't really listen. I wonder are you half hearted when it comes to listening to God? God wants you to give him your whole heart. Admittedly, we all have trouble listening maybe we're watching TV or playing on our phones, and our husband, wife, mum, or dad, anybody, um, is talking to you about something that is important, something important to them, something possibly important for you. And as they talk, we may mumble, hmm, yeah, uh uh-huh. I can hear myself saying that. She's not in the room, but... Rachel will testify to the fact that that happens a lot. Until, uh, you know, they, they carry on talking and until they finally give up, and saying with annoyance in their voice, you're not even listening to a word I'm saying. <laughs> when God speaks to us, do we listen or do we just mumble? Our reply, hmm, uh-huh, hmm. And just carry on doing what we were doing. turn to the person next to you and say, I will not be half-hearted. So, do we refuse to listen? Or are we half-hearted in our listening? Or are we actively hearing and listening? My third example. Samuel provides us with a positive example. Positive example of hearing and listening to God and then being obedient to him. This is implicit in his growth and development under Eli's guidance. We read that in uh, verse 26. Boy, Samuel continued to grow in stature and favor with the Lord and with men. And later on in 3 verse 1, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. His example is also explicit in the account of his listening to God's voice speaking to him. Um, As we've heard three times now, the, the Lord came and stood there calling at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, your servant is listening. The result of Samuel's hearing, his listening, and his obedience to God was the recognition among the people of Israel that he was a man through whom God spoke. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. He let none of his words fall to the ground. And all of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. And Samuel's word came to all Israel. When we first read about Samuel, it appears that he's a passive sort of person. Someone who seems quite content to stay in the background. Man after my own heart, I like staying in the background. That's why I've got that box to hide behind. But by the end of what we read, Samuel is recognized as an important figure in Israel. So how does Samuel move from the shadows to the spotlight? He does it by listening to God and obeying him. This boy was probably no more than 12 years old, became God's spokesperson in the days when the word of the Lord was rare. Are you recognisable as somebody who God speaks through? Do you listen to God? Do you obey like Samuel did in his life? Maybe you could turn to the person next to you and say, I will hear and listen. You don't have to do it to the person sat next to you. You don't have to do it to everybody around you. I know, I appreciate that. I should have got you all to sit close to you. So that's my three examples. Two of them were bad. One of them was good. But do you refuse to listen? Are you half-hearted in listening? Or do you hear and listen? Now for two questions that came into my mind while I was preparing for this. First of those is, is God still speaking? In our reading, it said, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. Do we feel that it's true today? Is the word of the Lord rare in our world today? God has always spoken, He spoke in the very beginning. Let there be light. And there was light. In our Bible study this week, we looked at the first chapter of Romans and we read this. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood what was made so that people are without excuse. He speaks through creation He has spoken throughout the ages. He spoke to Job, to Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Gideon, David, to name just a few. When the time was just right, he sent Jesus into the world. John describes this as the word who became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The writer of Hebrews wrote these words. In the past, God spoke through our ancestors, through the prophets at many times and in various various ways. But In these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So, is God still speaking today? The answer is yes. But I suspect the real question we should be asking is Are you listening? Am I listening? Are we listening? My second question why listen? Why should we listen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He also said, I have come that they, that's you and me, may have life and have it to the full. In Proverbs, we read, my son, or daughter, you could Put in there. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to the whole body. In Jeremiah, famous verse, 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. If you want to know the best way through life, if you want to know the truth, if you want to know the truth about your life, and you want the full life that Jesus promised, then we need to listen to his voice. simple isn't it you need to listen to his voice if we do what the Lord says he promises to give us life a hope a future Jesus said to his disciples my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. He also said these words, quoting Isaiah. You will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never per- perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn. And I will heal them. If we know Jesus, we will know his voice. <coughs> Someone once said, Talk and you say what you already know, but listen and you will learn something new. Just like That radio, we need to keep ourselves tuned in to to God, to hear what He is saying to us. And as I said earlier, this can be done through careful study of His Word, the Bible, through good Bible teaching, through regular prayer. If we do this when God speaks to us, we will know. His voice and be able to say as Samuel did, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. A famous Christian philosopher, Paul Tillich, wrote this, The first duty of love is to listen. The first duty of love is to listen. Do you love God? enough to listen to him. I don't know what God is trying to say to you today, but I encourage you to listen and listen well. Maybe you've never really listened to him. Maybe you don't believe he exists. Or even if he does, he doesn't care. This morning I can assure you he does exist and he cares for you deeply. So deep he was prepared to give his very best up for you. His only son Jesus. This morning Jesus is calling out to you. Will you listen? Will you come to him? Give your life to him? Live for him. Maybe you have given your life to Jesus, but now you're only partly listening to him. Gone cold, like a coal taken out of the fire. This morning, God wants to say to you I want your full attention, I want to give you what you need. He wants to give you your all his all. He gave us his all for you. He paid the price. You will spend eternity with him. Will you listen to his voice? Will you open your ears? Will you let him speak? Speak, Lord. We need to hear your voice. Let's pray. Lord, we're sorry when we refuse to listen. We're sorry when we turn our backs on you. We're sorry when we do things that aren't right. Lord, we pray that we won't be half-hearted, that we will give our full attention to you. Lord, we long to hear your still, small voice. Voice that is full of love, mercy, compassion and grace. Lord, I pray that each one of us will hear your voice calling us by name leading us to you, leading us to where you want us to go. Speak, Lord. We are listening. Lord, I just ask that you would, in the quiet in the next few moments, speak to us individually. Speak to us so we really know it's you speaking. Pray this in Jesus' name.
1: The sound of many waters calms the sea in me, the voice that ends the silence. I'm listening. Speak to me. Speak to me. I'm listening.